0: Talk about it. Talk, talk about it. Let's talk. Welcome back to Talk About It. I'm your host, Paria, and today's guest is my friend Mahalia, who you actually just heard because she sings and plays the guitar on the jingle that you hear at the beginning of each episode. Mahalia and I discuss what it's like to work in the arts, the separation of self and artistic production, and the pressures of society and family, especially an immigrant family, when it comes to choosing a career. We also talk about how you can love, be good at, and do more than one thing, and you don't have to pick just one path or feel like you can't move away from that path later on in life. Basically, we talk about a whole ton of stuff. So instead of me describing it, let's just get into it.
1: I had to burp so bad as soon. <laughs> record i was like of course betrayed by my own body this is the time where i have to belch like it's that would be good goodness.
0: like that could be the starter like that would be the intro music <laughs> just you burping oh, that's really
1: loud perfect actually i love that or, or instead of 10 seconds of silence at the top to get the room sound just 10 seconds of
0: burping <laughs> to
1: get the burps and then i'll
0: rename it burp about it yes
1: Priya, i think we have a hit
0: we we have a hit i am i'm
1: taking
0: <laughs> this is now. this is we. the spin-off podcast
1: <laughs> Burp about it. Burp about it. <laughs> Absolutely. You got to think franchise expansion. What does it diversify
0: your portfolio? From the get-go. Like when you have an idea for something, think about the sequel. Make it a trilogy. Have a prequel. Reboot when it you before you idea. boot it. You know? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And get so wrapped up in the details that you never do any of it. Yeah.
0: Just like have a giant Bible of ideas. And then just like... Yes. Yes. Don't...
1: But don't do Actually, it, you know? just write the sequel to the Bible. And then... <laughs> Hey, yeah. box office. Box office gold. What Mwah. if,
0: Jesus.
1: What if God was one of us, just a slob like one of us, something, something like one how does that song go? I don't know. I only ever saw it in Bruce Almighty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the breakout star from Bruce Almighty was God from Steve Carell as Evan. Oh. Absolutely, but then they made Evan Almighty, and I was like, mm, I'll pass. I feel like I don't know the breakout
1: star from Bruce Almighty was a young up and comer named Morgan Freeman who nobody had heard about before. But oh, yeah, he played like, God. He's really near I was waves. like, yep, yeah,
0: checks up, checks up, checks up. Yeah,
1: I was like, that that makes sense. Uh, Morgan Freeman, let's get him on the pod. Let's again our pod. <laughs> do you think Morgan Freeman would <laughs> do this? Do you think he's busy or? I don't know if he's used to he using
0: st- his, like, voice for stuff, though. I think he's not really, like, a voice I, actor. Yeah, he he's, doesn't
1: do talkies. No, he's he not. Really he's
0: definitely... I think he's a mime, actually. He's known for being a mime. Yeah, if you go to his IMDb yep. pro- <laughs> profile... <laughs> it's, decades, <laughs> it's decades of mime Can you work. tell that I'm having,
1: like, podcast performance anxiety? Where I'm like, how can I stretch this Morgan Freeman bit You're to You're trying. The end? How can I... <laughs>
0: Your face you can, like, is see torn. My eyes. Your face is torn between like improv, yes, ending me, and also shutting oh, no. it down because it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs>
1: it's like, how can we start the episode off strong? Bruce Almighty, deep guts. Like, that's where we need to go. What's happening? How are you? Let's run um, into this. This is the
0: podcast. Burp about it. Talk about it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Give me one H- second. Honk right about as I decided it. to start, yeah, honk about <laughs> it started. What even was that? There's a tugboat outside.
1: That's really sweet. (laughs) I miss BC so much. Just tugging away. Just, just tugging away.
0: (laughs) Aren't we all? Choo-choo. So. 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 This is the podcast, Talk About It. (gasps) This is the podcast where every episode I have on a different guest so we can discuss the importance of talking about mental health and therapy and pretty much everything else that That covers whether it's depression or anxiety or experiences being a woman, a person of color, an immigrant, or a child of immigrants. And today I have another very special guest. Her name is is Mahalia. (laughs) Hi. My friend of 15 years. We met um, first year of high school and apparently we still aren't sick of each other. So here you go. Not yet.
1: Hi. Wow. That was very professional and official, and I loved it, and I'm honored. Was it? Because I was
0: like, how do I do this? Even though I've done it, like, a few times now, I'm always like, what is my podcast about?
1: (laughs) Who? Am I? What's (laughs) my Um... It's like, you know, like, you know that episode of Parks and Rec where, is it Hank Azaria who guest spots? And he's like, they're like on a radio show and he's like, welcome to the sound of, (laughs) and it's it's like the worst music in the world. That's how professional
0: you were, but without the terrible music. I was
1: Hank Azaria. Yeah.
0: I've always had a soft spot for him because he was the voice of every Simpsons character. I mean. But also I think of who, which is like a whole thing. So. Oh,
1: yikes. Did they get rid of him?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think they did a whole thing where they're like, let's just get rid of him. And it's like, or have have <laughs> i you know maybe give an, a job in to somebody's voice him yeah, that'd yeah. Be cool. They're like no 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 either job with the white person or no one we'll just get rid of it all together that's actually what it
1: says on my cv when mm-hmm. i apply for jobs it says hire a white person parenthesis not me yeah double parenthesis square bracket inside the round bracket if you can actually just get rid of me that would be ideal
0: yeah <laughs> references and available. also speaking of Regular and square brackets. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so glad we're finally on this topic. I'm so happy we're finally talking about this. I can finally ask, what are the squiggly ones called? Oh my God. I
1: didn't realize that this was a conspiracy theory <laughs> podcast. <laughs> what are the squiggly ones? What are the square I ones called? Square brackets? I feel like they're square, square brackets, brackets, but what are the ones that are like, <laughs> point, 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 Oh my god. You imagined it. You envisioned it. That was it a when perfect sound effect. Yeah. That was that was I was taken on a journey yeah. to my keyboard right next to my P button. Is I that what where is? it is? The conspiracy goes deeper. Your name is Oh my god, it Paria. is next to the Quickly, oh, <laughs> Squiggly, bracket. Squiggly.
0: If anyone is already listening to this, they have now stopped listening. That was <laughs> that was Yeah. And as they should. Yeah. Like that was that's, it. That's I tanked where I'm your out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to some real shit. Let's do it. What do you think about therapy, Malia?
1: Here's what I think about therapy. I feel like the biggest fraud in the entire world because I boost therapy to everybody I know. I think therapy is a magical, wonderful, incredibly like helpful you walk down the street and helpful. you're like, hi,
0: strangers. Have you heard about yeah, our and Savior therapy? Yeah, I stop people on the... <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. He is risen. He is a gender-neutral concept uh, therapy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like talk it up to everybody... And I have a freaking psychology degree, and I'm going to get a master's in this, like, a kind of therapy. And yet, I have never been to therapy. What? A fraud. But, um, yeah, so, like, it's funny, because I was having a conversation um, with a dear friend of mine, maybe, like, a year ago, six months ago. And it was after something pretty, like... uh, What not pinnacle, like a pinnacle happened in my, or a landmark in my life where I had a close family member of mine pass away. And I was talking to this friend of mine, we went out to lunch and it was like, we went, we were out for like two or three hours, really just kind of diving deep into the shit, talking about our feelings. And then we were talking about all this stuff. And then all of a sudden she just went, yeah, have you like, have you ever gone to therapy? And I was just like, no, (laughs) Like she knows the truth. And it's so funny, because I think you and I were talking about this the other day, where I, I feel like I'm captain number one, uh, most queen gold ribbon at being able to like, put it off for certain reasons. I'm like, oh, it's financially not really doable for me right now. Or like, I'm in a province where it's really hard to access healthcare, it's hard to access like any kind of care. So like, I can't get it. It's I'm in my second language here. Like, it's hard to find an English language therapist. Like, none of these things are true. And yet, here I am. And even being on this podcast, I mean, like, oh, I'm going to do the work of airing it out, airing myself, like fucking dragging myself through the mud on this podcast. Like, what a huge B. She thinks she can go to therapy, yet she hasn't.
0: And yet, I don't know. Well, it is hard. I mean, I've talked about it on some other episodes, even knowing that it was important and knowing that I wanted to go, which that in itself is like, you know, something, a step that you have to get to. Even when I'm like, this is right, like this is something I should do, it still took me like years to finally do it because it it is hard and it's like, Mm -hmm. but then once you do it, it's like, this is amazing. So... Mm -hmm. When you go, when and if, when and if, when, But when, yeah. Tell me all about it. Record the session. And- I will.
1: We're going to talk about it. Can I ask what it was for you that like made you pedal to the metal, like actually make an
0: appointment? For me, and I think you remember this, two summers ago, I was like in a really, really, really dark place after like a breakup that I had with a boyfriend of a few years. And it was just, mm-hmm. it wasn't so much just the breakup. It was just a bunch of stuff that had happened uh, after it. And then I had, like, really, really bad depression, and I wasn't feeling valued, and because of that, I had, like, a lot of, like, self-loathing, and it was, like, it was just really dark, because I'd be, like, fine one day and spending Mm -hmm. the summer with you and our other friends and, like, having a great time, and then I would go home and I'd be, like, crying, like, so hard. Mm -hmm. And then if I wasn't crying, I would randomly get really angry, like, I just would – I had a really short fuse, and I was really irritable because of it, because I was just – going through some shit and you were actually one of the ones who you were one of the ones who was like hey I'm uh, oh no therapy perhaps (laughs) and like I knew I should no like I was like no I totally agree but like I was doing that thing where I was putting it off and it was really really bad and then like I remember you and I were talking about it once and I even said to you I'm like yeah but I feel like I've been feeling better the past couple days Mm -hmm. and I genuinely had like I wasn't lying or anything but you were like yeah but that's like when you should be looking like don't wait until your next like like really dark, really low moment yeah. to then look into it. Like now is when you should look into it, make the appointment so that you're ready for the, like if you have another, you know, really no. deeply depress- um, depressed moment. <laughs> and then so when I finally did and I had a consult and it was amazing and I just like, the consult is always supposed to be so you can get to know that particular therapist and like see if you jive jive mm-hmm. have I ever said that word <laughs> um and, and but I was just like so here's the thing and I said all this shit in like 20 minutes and she's like so this yeah. is actually like a session I just wanna, but just I was like, just like walk I had it so back. Much. Walk yeah back. and I was yeah. like oh this is great like I definitely want to do this like that was so helpful and then when I went to go make the appointment and I was like just making sure like am I covered blah 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 and I realized that my coverage only covered, for lack of a better word, um, <laughs> psychologists, but they were counselors, so it wouldn't work. And I couldn't afford mm. it at the time. So I just canceled it. And I never, and then I didn't go back, which sucked because then I had like opened up this wound. And I was totally. like, yeah. So I'm like, now I really need to talk about it. Eh? talk about it eh. um and then but I wasn't able to afford it and then a few months later thankfully my benefits through my employment changed a bit and then it opened up to also cover counselors and then ever since last November I've been going uh regularly and I haven't looked back since because it's been great highly recommend that?
1: Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Who knew that Um, I was actually the secret to your you journey? You were. You I were. Was the one. And then you were like, <laughs> you
0: weren't a little bit though. I feel like everyone was talking about it. Oh my God. Say something else. Stop plugging your podcast on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but... I remember having, like, specifically a conversation with you where I was like, I actually think I'm better. Like, I'm cured. I'm fine. I'm perfect. And you were like, here's the thing. You're not. But also... <laughs> oh, my God. You didn't say holy that. moly. But, like, I feel I like that's a, what you were I am the
1: thinking. Anna Wintour of friends. I'm like, listen, you're not good enough. Yeah, Go back. you were like, you're horrible. I don't even want to
0: be your friend.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, no. This is actually no. a breakup, but while we're here... Yeah, you, you were like, get
0: therapy? therapy or else we're not going to be friends anymore. <laughs> And then you were yeah. like, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. go, but, like, you should go. <laughs> but
1: for you, oh, that's so – it's it's funny that – um I guess I hadn't thought about that specific moment in a long time. It was it was a little while ago now, and you've, like, come so far on your journey. Dude, this is this yeah, I'm cured now. I'm cured. You come. I'm Hank there... Yeah, you're cured. Yeah. But I think it's – I think that, that – I guess that thought process, or I think I felt empowered enough, as your friend and as somebody who loves you and cares for you deeply, to say that to you and to encourage you in that way because I had seen – Oh God! Not to air out anybody else's dirty laundry, but I had seen my partner, who you—I have don't think you've ever actually
0: met him. I haven't met him. You actually mentioned him when you said this to me.
1: Well, let me tell you the same story again for the the sake of fans, for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, so I'd like—I had seen him go through the same thing because he had had some sort of physiological changes to his body that were affecting his mental health quite uh, quite heavily, and he he would go through the same cycle of like being in a dark, for lack of a better word, dark depressive pit. For a while, and then, and then at that time, feel the impetus and feel the want and the desire to, to seek treatment or to seek help. But then, when as as depression does, as it cycles around, like as he would be on an up and up, so so to speak, he would say, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then, when you actually have the energy and you have the brain capacity and the brain space to actually do something about it, you lose that the desire because you're like, I'm fine, this mm-hmm. is great, you know. That's exactly okay.
0: what you said to me because it's true. When you're feeling like shit, you don't have the energy. Like as you're crying and feeling like, yeah, going to be completely honest. Totally, full disclosure, very suicidal that summer. Totally. When you're feeling like that, you're not like, let me just take a look at some therapists online. Like, that is the yeah. last thing on your mind. Of course. And then when you're feeling good, you're like, well, I don't need that. So that's why I really, like, when you sent that to me, it really, like, I took it to heart. And I was like, you know what? She's right. Let me, like, at least look, send an email, and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy I did, even though it then still took me another year and a half to actually properly go. But still, that first right. step is important so important (laughs) yeah yeah and
1: thank you for disclosing that to me I don't know if you had disclosed to me in such in such honest terms I don't
0: think I had yeah Yeah. I've I've mentioned on other episodes Mm -hmm. that that's what had happened but I never said which friend it was so now that you're here I can be like it's you it's actually you my god this is every person I have on I'm like you're the reason (laughs) (laughs) oh my god can you imagine it's just you gassing up all your friends
1: I wouldn't hate that. Honestly, that's kind of like
0: great. Regifting something, but super public, and I'm like, oh, I made it through.
1: <laughs> oh, this is yeah. This message will self destruct. Like there
0: is, there is. A yeah, I forgot oh that. that people can listen. Speaking about people listening, mm-hmm. my mom is very supportive of me doing this, like super stoked, like more stoked than anyone about me doing this, but she oh, keeps being like, let me hear an episode, and I'm like, no. Oh my <laughs> god, mom, relax. Wait, I you're... never thought she'd want to listen. So you, like, you don't I want, I want her to listen at supportive. all? Well, it's not that I don't want her to, I'm going to be completely honest, mm-hmm. I don't think she could get through a whole episode. Sure. For a couple of reasons. One, I don't think um, her attention's been... <laughs> Like I just don't think she could listen for the whole time. That's just too much. But also, we talk so fast. Yes. This isn't even me trying to roast her. This is just the truth. I think she would be like, okay, I'm bored and I can't keep up. What are you saying? And then she would just go to me and be like, just like cliff notes it. What did you talk about? (laughs) She's like all about how she's going to share it and tell all her friends to share it, which is like so sweet and I'm really appreciative, but I'm also like, can you share it but not listen to it? Is that an option? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like, what, is that, what does that double-edged sword look like for you in terms of... Because I, I, I it's not totally even that, hear what you're saying.
0: I don't even think... Like, I haven't even said anything bad, like, about her. This is probably the worst, and this is just me going, she won't listen to the whole thing. <laughs> um, it's just... Like, I want to be able to be completely honest about everything and I don't really want to hold back a lot mm-hmm. on this podcast. Like, that's kind of the point. And then when I start to think about individual people in my family, especially, who might listen, it starts to make me, like, overthink and try to, like, I self-censor a bit because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, what would this person think? What would that person think? And it makes me want to hold back. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, am not really saying anything bad and I'm just kind of... Reminding myself that she probably won't get through the whole thing. <laughs> that'll, that'll keep me going. <laughs> she probably press
1: the, the escape button real early Yeah, on. But I mean, it's like, and this is, uh, hello, welcome to Talk About It, where we talk about being children of immigrants and or immigrants ourselves. But like that whole idea of having to like self-censor or to to always have in the back of your mind, what does this person think? What does that person think? What's my family going to think? How's it going to reflect on me? How's it going to reflect on mm-hmm. the people that are close to me? If I'm honest about not only what I think, but who I am and what I like. Like, oh, that's uh, that's a
0: whole bag of chips. It's literally like 24-7 in my brain. And I feel like you also can kind of relate where it's, Mm -hmm. I'm constantly thinking about how certain things I do might be perceived by certain family members or how it might make me look or how it might make them look for being related to me. Like, it's like (laughs) all these things that shouldn't matter and keep me from Doing what I want to do or even when I do it, like, doing it to its fullest extent because I am trying to, like, you know, I'm holding back a little. So I'm really trying to do this endeavor without thinking about that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then, like, just putting it out there and then hoping for the best because, yeah, I just I, – I don't want to be, like – picking and choosing what to yeah I mean of course I'm gonna have some things that I don't want to say publicly for anyone to just anyone to hear but you know what I mean
1: yeah I think it's it's just like fresh on my mind because I had like i really I'm surprisingly positive a much more positive than usual conversation with my father on the phone just yesterday and I don't I don't mean for that to sound like every conversation that we have is like a total shit show and things explode but you know like my father and I particularly have a relationship for for the fans here's some context um (laughs) So like my father is from Iran and my mother was from the Philippines and she passed away when I was thirteen as you know I think right around the time that we met I think perhaps it was like just a couple it was just a couple weeks yeah like right after yeah. we finished or we started high school rather my mom passed away not necessarily suddenly but sort of unexpectedly and of course you know that when something like that happens in a family dynamic it completely mm-hmm. there's a, a word in French that I can't find the equivalent in English it like ça bouleverse like it completely just disrupts like that's the equivalent mm-hmm. it disrupts it. Disrupt everything. There you go. You did it. Yeah, I did it. Um, and and particularly, you know, that that had an effect with my relationship with my father. That and we lived together. Sounds like we were roommates. I lived with my dad as as, as <laughs> can be expected. Um, You're like, can you take out the garbage, <laughs> your Dad? Got? God, can you stop leaving your takeout containers on the counter? I swear to God, I'm gonna disconnect the Netflix. I'll do it. I love all we do share Netflix and I pay for it. I'm thinking of a sitcom with my dad as a roommate, and it's half hilarious, half. a Fucking nightmare anyways i moved out of the house kind of like asap as all angsty teenagers who Mm -hmm. who dream of the grass being greener on the other side um so and i think the thing with my dad is that our relationship whenever we do have like a, a nice intimate conversation or spend an extended amount of time together in the same space because we haven't lived under the same roof mm. since I was 18. And because we haven't spent a tr- like a very extended amount of time in any meaningful ways together since I was 18, our relationship progresses mm. to where it was when I was 18 and he was Oof. 19. I'm just kidding. My dad was, I forget how old he would have been. But when it's, he, Yeah, when they take
0: on that role of like, okay, you're the child, I'm the parent, which like, of course that is true, mm-hmm. but it's very much like do as I say, like, you know, yeah. like do what I tell you. And they forget that you're an adult who's like, you've lived on your own for the past for 10 like, years, decade, had all these like experiences. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you come back and they're like, no, you're basically a toddler and you have to do everything I tell you. And
1: totally. Like, no, nice. And I think just like the, like, I'm in a particular place with that where like the ownership that I have to have over my life and the agency that I have to have over myself as not only like a human being out in this world but like as somebody who has for the last few years at least chosen to work as like a freelance artist and like as somebody who, who is involved in like the arts community and the like not confidence necessarily but like truly like, the ownership that you have to have over that practice mitigated by the fact that my like when I engage with my father in discussions over my own my career choices and who mm-hmm. I am and like how I've decided to live my life up until this point because who knows what tomorrow holds. Um, it, it can be it can make for a very testy water. So I'm thrilled to hear that your mom is so supportive of the podcast because mm-hmm. I'm, to be totally blunt, I'm, I'm very envious of, of when people's parents are supportive of their
0: artistic choices or, or whatever they choose to do. I mean, I relate with you when it comes to my dad, as you know. Oh, like, there here it my is. My mom is are. super, super, yeah, here we go. <laughs> um, when it comes to my mom, she's always been very, very supportive, especially of any artistic things that I do because she's also an artist Mm -hmm. like I have always loved drawing since I was little I loved acting I went to school for film and animation and she's been super on board with all that she's always been super supportive um when I was like writing a web series always telling me to write more draw more um she knows I want to direct like all these things she's super into and when I told her like a couple months ago I wanted to start a podcast her face lit up Mm -hmm. she was like yes exactly that's what you should be doing like she was so appreciative Mm -hmm. and just happy and proud My dad, on the other hand, is like, "Why are you not in business?" That's all it is. Is like, And you and I both have this where we were in the arts in school. Like, we were both in drama, Mm -hmm. and you're really musically talented. I'm not, but I love to draw. Like, we have a lot of Mm -hmm. like.
1: And I am not talented at drawing, but so there you (laughs) go. It's it's perfect. We (laughs) we
0: complete
1: each other exactly.
0: Um, But then we also were really um, smart, like academically too. Like, we were also like at the top of our class I'm like math this is where we brag about ourselves is what is happening yeah oh absolutely yeah, that's the portion of the podcast where we just <laughs> recite our report cards um no but like oh 10 years ago <laughs> <It's> so embarrassing <laughs> like you have nothing else grade to say. 11 math wait on a it. plus <laughs> we were both in advanced math no one cares what have you done since then? Um, Except for
1: I told James that I was in advanced math like just last week, and he was like, "Ooh, I'm Like he was like very into it, and I was like, "Well, I've done so much since." since. But like, sure, like you okay, care about okay, what I did you. when
0: I was between thirteen and eighteen? Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> but yeah, no. Sometimes I tell people that, and because I think sometimes people think I'm dumb, <laughs> like people who've met me post high school who didn't go to school with me, and I'm like, "I'll have you know, I was in me math." math. And, like they're like, saying, "You're dumb." <laughs> <laughs> You've confirmed that you're dumb. <laughs> Oh like that. Um,
1: who are these goofs who think you're dumb? Because I will, I will write to them a very strongly and grammatically correctly worded word letter.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, but what was my point? Oh, my point was because we were good at like... <laughs> That was always kind of, like, a struggle for us because we loved the arts, but we also kind of thought, like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I'm good at, like, academics, so, like, I should do that. And, like, my mom was always like, no, do the arts because that was her thing. Mm -hmm. But my dad was like, you're smart, you're good at math, you're good at this, you're good at that, like, follow that, you know, path. And I was really torn in high school because it was kind of... I was torn between what I thought I should do Mm -hmm. and what I really wanted to do, which was go towards film. Yeah, and then that is what I did, and my dad was so upset. And it should be like I should note: my dad is a huge film buff. Like I get that. Oh, is he really? Ironically,
1: I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's what's so funny is that my mom is the artistic one, but my dad is hugely into movies and one of the reasons I actually was from a young age like my mom will always talk about how my dad and his two brothers especially the middle brother always were so into movies that when they lived in Iran like they could ask them anything about like a movie that was on especially my uncle Mm -hmm. would just like have his head turned like away from the tv but like he could hear a voice and be like oh that's so and so and that's so and so and that person was in this movie and this movie and won all these oscars and won this and they're also in this movie and like that's me like that's what i'm like like Isn't my mom and so uncle. funny it's so funny that like i get it from them and like since i was a little kid like i would go to movies with my dad and it wasn't like kid movies i don't mean like adult films but my point is like it wasn't just oh hardcore porn like, with your dad sure anime. as we all yeah. do yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, you know that's what this podcast is really about We're just, um it's called jerk um, no but it was like he called. would take me to movies that <laughs> oh sorry it's so um, disgusting that wasn't like eight year old <laughs> eight year old eight year olds just want to watch like animated movies yeah and i was watching like oscar nominated films with my dad and i was like really into it and he like you know yeah. introduced me to all these like great actors and directors and stuff from a young age and kind of like you know, led me down that path without meaning to. So it was kind of ironic that when I picked it, he was like, what, what are you doing? And it's kind of, not that I did it for him. I definitely did it for me. And I didn't think he was going to be supportive. I knew he wouldn't, but it was a little bit disappointing because it's like, you like this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. why aren't you more supportive? And he was like, not having it at all. He was like, you can like movies, but why do you have to do that? Right. Like was so genuinely mad. Like I had to keep it from him. And every time he talked to me, he'd be like, are you sure you don't want to like, Rethink it like mm. was just constantly on my case about like changing it and actually going to a different school and and it was always about do business, do business right, and like of all the things that I would maybe want to do academically business business was the bottom, like that even if I wanted to not go towards the arts, business would not be it for me, yeah, and it wasn't actually until like a year after when my aunt so his sister mm-hmm. um had a conversation with him and she said like you need to be more supportive because she's made up her mind and she's made her decision wow. and if you make her yeah and he, she was like if you make her choose something else just for you she's going to resent you for the rest of her life cuz she's only doing it for you and it's not what she wants to do and it was after she said this to him that he actually turned around yeah like he still wasn't super for it but he like stopped pressuring me to change like what I was going to school for yeah and kind of accepted it that being said he still was like what if like on the side you just take business <laughs> like in late <laughs> <night> school <laughs> I was like, oh my god <laughs> stop he's like your oh, MBA wow. your MBA it's all he talked about was my MBA oh. I'm like I don't want to also full disclosure again even though I was in advanced math I didn't take math 12 <laughs> so even if I wanted to take business I couldn't
1: yeah. lol dad your plan has a couple holes in it <laughs> Yeah. So your hands are tied. That's I mean it's so like uh, the word that that stuck out to to me when I was listening to you tell me regaling me with that beautiful tale, which is like this idea of like the 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 wholly untouchable should Mm -hmm. like what the should is of like what we should be and how we should act and who like what we should do and I think that it's like it's so it's like really it's super present in I think particularly your and eyes Mm -hmm. lives like as as like just that word I think comes up a lot but I think this idea. Of like the unspoken shoulds
0: or like just the pressures of like
1: of what we should do mm-hmm. and who we should be. And how we should yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Comes up a lot, man. It's really frustrating. Like the only family member of mine who actually is like genuinely fully supportive, I guess, probably is my mom. Mm-hmm. I have like I have cousins and stuff too who are always like asking me more about it, like wanting to know more. Like they're super into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but most more of like the parental figures, like the my dad and my aunts and uncles and whatever, like there's like 10,000 of them. They're always like, I always thought you'd go and be a lawyer or a doctor or a This and it's like, why are you even thinking about this? Like, what, like, why? Well, I wonder, like, I've been thinking
1: about a lot, a a lot about this myself, where it's like, because those are like the doctor, the lawyer, the accountant, the, Mm -hmm. the dentist. Like, these are, these are archetypes that are, like, so easily recognizable. It's, like, you, you hear the word doctor, like, you know what a doctor does. Like, Mm -hmm. you hear the word lawyer, you, I mean, I don't don't really know what a lawyer does, but, like, you know what a lawyer is. And, like, you have this image, you have, like, a mental framework for what a lawyer is. But it's, like, Mm -hmm. I can't necessarily speak to your situation, but for me, it's, like, Oh yeah, like I'm a I'm a theater artist. Like what like nobody understands. Like nobody mean? has like the mental like drop in for like what that is. So I think for my family members even though I think in their heart of hearts they want to be like, yeah, like that's cool, like whatever is groovy, whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't actually have the the mental schema or the like language to not only form their own support but then express and verbalize that support to me where it's like mm-hmm. I remember talking to my uncle, who like bless his heart, he's like on his journey as a person, and I was like telling him both name names, like you almost <laughs> did. Drag him <laughs> through <laughs> the it, mud. It's no, it's not. Um, I, I uh, for another episode, the next episode I'll roast my uncles, but um, but I remember it being like, oh, like you know, because I this is the other kind of tension I have within myself too. It's like how do I. Prove to my family that I'm like not a complete dirtbag, but also not like brag directly to their face. Like it's it feels very that's like um something that feels very uncomfortable in my skin. Like bragging about myself, being like this is exactly what I've accomplished. So it feels very weird to have to verbalize to my family in order to earn their love. Question mark. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember telling my uncle like, oh, you know, I've been doing this and this. I've been here. I've been working at this place, that place across the country. And he was like, "Great! So like you're performing. Like where can I watch it?" And I was like, Ugh. "Uh, so theater is this thing where like you go and you, have you have go see a play, it. and then it's you have to go to it. And uh, I invited you, but <laughs> you didn't come. I was uh, like, I got this is he's like, like and is experience it on the
0: Netflix? Is it on I'm the like, Netflix? <laughs> which like, give me the YouTube link. Give me the. Do you have Facebook links. video? You can not forward yeah. me. Send me the like, link. No. To to the Facebook. I will watch there. What's it. What's it. What's
1: it. Which is like, Lord knows, if I had a freaking Netflix special, I would send it to you. Yeah. But just, like that to me, I think is the, one of the more frustrating aspects of it too, is like, unless we reach a pinnacle of success, it's like being on SNL or like being having, mm. having a Netflix special or like having your own, like miniseries on HBO, like things that are instantly recognizable. It's very difficult for our family members to not only know what we're doing, but then support it. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to give... Give them a little bit of grace, but also part of me is like, yo, can you just like come to my shows? Yeah.
0: <laughs> like That'd be sick. Exactly. It's like, until it's uh, successful in the way that we like recognize it, like you just said, like unless it's on TV or whatever, mm-hmm. until then it's just a hobby. Yeah. So like, even if you're talking about it and they're like, that's nice, but what else are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Like if you right. were to talk about, all, they're like, they're like, that's cool. I'm so happy you're enjoying it. It's so great to know that you're good at it. But what else? Like, what's your plan B? No, what's your plan A? Because that should be your plan B. You know, like, that's what it's like. And then, of course, like, if you hit it big and then you have a lot of money, then they're going to all be for it and be like.
1: Oh, they were supportive the whole time then, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: So that's unfortunately what it's like. So it's kind of having to make that, like, decision of, like, you either do what your family expects of you Mm -hmm. and kind of forego your ambitions and your dreams. Or you pick your dreams and accept the fact that they're going to kind of always be disappointed a little bit mm-hmm. and you just kind of hide it from them well this is me I'm saying like sure I'm saying generally but at least this is how I feel where it's like you just have to accept okay I've want I've decided that this is what I want to do and this is what makes me happy and this is my dream whatever and I'm just not going to really talk about it mm-hmm. oh my god talk about Three it minutes. um and then if they ask me it's kind of just yeah it's kind of awkward because like they're asking you but you feel like they're you know, it's it's like leading questions. Like it's kind of like they're wanting. To yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It almost feels like you know when you're at a party and you don't know somebody super well, and you're like having a conversation with them, but you can you can feel their eyes over your shoulder, like looking if there's somebody that mm-hmm. they know better, like behind you. It feels
0: like yeah, feels like that disingenuous
1: yeah. kind of conversation. Mm-hmm,
0: exactly, and then you're like, why are we even talking about it at all then? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but and that's
1: like what something you just said struck a chord with me as well like i don't and i'm also trying to like in my life and just like where we are and this moment that we're living that shall remain nameless so as to not date the episode COVID nineteen. No. like just in all of this stuff i am also trying to do a lot of self-work in terms of like separating my, my identity as like a human person mm-hmm. mahalia Kulnash, Taririha, and like who she is and what she wants and what her worth is as like a being on this earth mm-hmm. versus my like worth that is entangled up in who I am like what, what my practice is and what I do and mm-hmm. and like having having my having fixed identities as well. Like it's like so right now I'm a theater actor. Like that's that's what I am and that's what I've chosen like like you were saying, this is what we choose to do. And mm-hmm. it's like the I I'm trying to make room for myself in that have like in having more space for change within Mm -hmm. the labels i use to describe myself do you know what i mean and
0: be able to love to do more than one thing and be good at more than one thing yeah i don't know if you uh relate but that's kind of something i've always struggled with which is me going like well i love doing this but i also love doing this and but which one do i pick i have to pick one and it's only been in the past few months that i've kind of accepted like Why can't I maybe do all of them? Like, why can't I find a way to make room for all of them? And part of that is this podcast. It's like, I've wanted for a couple years, like, I've had this idea of doing one. Mm -hmm. But it's always been like, oh, no, I can't because I'm already doing this. Or, like, no one wants to hear what I have to say. There's already so many out there. Like, all these, like, again, Mm -hmm. kind of like what you said about therapy, but also completely different. (laughs) Like, all these reasons of, like, why not to do it. And a lot of the reasons were about time. I don't have time. Mm. And then when... COVID happened and all I had was time. I was like, no, it was the perfect opportunity. (laughs) But I didn't say it like out loud to anyone for a while because I thought that people would like make fun of me and be like, you too, like just like everyone. So I just kind of like thought about it to myself. But the more and more I saw how much even COVID-19 was affecting different people differently, whether it was like mentally or just like in any way, I just thought like this is not only the perfect opportunity to do this just because I have the time, Mm but also it is so interesting because even that is impacting people. Mm-hmm. And then I finally was like, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm going to tell, like, my partner and I'm going to tell my friends and I'm just going to tell people this is what I want to do. And if they're supportive, then great. And if they're not, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And thankfully, everyone was super supportive. So, Hell yeah. you know, that's why I'm doing it now. But it's like not – it's obviously just – right now, it's like a hobby. It's just something – it's like a passion project for sure, but mm-hmm. it's – It's just something else I've wanted to do that I'm finally realizing I can also do, you know? Yeah. In addition to wanting to write and direct and draw and, like, I love interior design. Like, it's like I like all these things. Mm -hmm. I can do them all. Maybe. Yeah, we are –
1: what's that Walt Whitman quote? It's like, we are – we are large, we contain multitudes, yeah. like you can be more than one. And I don't, I haven't like done a like a, a recent like how are white men problematic check in on what women maybe he was like the Antichrist and I didn't know and I just dropped yeah. his name I was really into his poetry in high school. This is all about what I was into in high school. Actually, it's just the, the theme of this podcast is me 10 years ago. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the idea that like our ourselves can contain the selves that we create for ourselves can have mm. multiplicities within them. I literally just butchered that was me finding exact synonyms for the quote. Our, the cells that we create can contain multiplicities is we are large, we contain multitudes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you're like, I'm going to um, change
0: it so it's my own quote. No one will ever know. It's my know. own quote. Mahalia
1: Disney. Whitman, now call me Alma Whitman Sampler. Open me up full of cookies. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> what's going on? But, um, but yeah, no, no, no. Okay, to bring it back to the actual topic. be <laughs> like having room for different things and i like something that, that like a memory that has really stuck out with me that i think you were there for but i don't think you were involved in this conversation it was my birthday last year when i was in vancouver and we had a birthday we it was the first time i had my birthday in mm, vancouver uh-huh. in, in in almost 10 years um and we had a birthday party at my brother's house and we were there with somebody that we also went to high school with who i whose name i won't use just in case they don't want to be plugged and they have been a performer for, for ever since they left high school as well and that they're on this this path of changing where they're going, especially because the, the kind of performance that they do has an expiration date and, like, takes a toll
0: on the body. That cannot mm-hmm. be undone.
1: And so I remember I was telling him that. I think we can them, say what the I,
0: performance is, even if we don't say the person's name.
1: It was a hardcore <laughs> sexual. It was, it was live po- it's <laughs> so, sexual steel drum uh, yeah so no this person was a had been a ballet dancer for many years um, and it's just that that's a career that comes with, with the time limit uh, and so he was exploring what his life could be outside of that and and I was telling him that I'm, I'm having you know certain considerations about like what my life will look like in addition to and outside of theater and he said the words to me he said you're never not anything which is so simple oh, but like really yeah. it was probably because I had had a little bit of weed, like I it, to me, that was like the most profound mm-hmm. statement that he could have. Like you're never not anything. This well, idea I'm sober that right
0: now, and that is pretty profound. So yeah, it's pretty it still holds it's pretty up. Pretty intense stuff
1: because mm-hmm. it's like for me, it's like for the past five years, I've I've been a theater artist, and as soon as I remove that hat, I'm not a theater artist anymore. And I think that that's magnified by the the culture of of having to be a freelance artist particularly in a not very lucrative industry like there is there's just like a massive pay difference between the work that you do mm-hmm. on camera and the work that you do in live performance like yeah, lol so the like quote unquote biggest on camera gig that I ever had was one day and in that one day I made more than I made in my biggest theater gig which is like no Yikes. and that was for a commercial right yeah it was a commercial and I've made yeah. so much stupid money and then in theater like the what a world I'm just gonna brag about being in when commercials yeah. Oh,
0: so silly! We went very off topic. What were we talking about? You something about what? Oh, something. Oh, you were never. You were never the ballerina. The
1: ball. Yes. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the problems in the ballet industry. Actually, that's the topic of this podcast. <laughs> Twirl about yeah. it. Um, yeah. So you're never not anything. Like really, really stuck with me. Because I think, as you know, as we've discussed outside of this Mm -hmm. podcast, I am... It's ironic that, like, for the past half an hour, I was like, my life as an artist and why it's worthy. Why my dad needs to believe in me. Whereas I am, in reality, looking to make a shift Mm -hmm. into including other professional possibilities in my life. Um, But you can do it being a hitman.
0: Yep. Hitman. Yeah, that's it. You heard it here first. (laughs) You know her full name because she said it earlier. So if you need someone... You need to hire someone. (laughs) 1-800-KILL-MY-FRIENDS.
1: Oh. Oh.
0: (laughs) But it is what made me realize it was like a few months ago when I was having the whole like dilemma of like, do I pick this or this or this or this? And then I realized Mm -hmm. that there are so many people who I admire who are talented at multiple things and do them all. I'm not saying it's easy. Like there's still only 24 hours in a day. It's definitely hard to do them all, but it's possible. And I admire so many people. Who are good at multiple things and who do them also like why not me too like yeah. why do i have to limit myself right so.
1: and i think in that having that conversation with i'm saying yourself but i'm meaning myself like mm-hmm. in having a conversation with yourself something i've been reflecting on a lot lately too is like this idea that like we can like we can have it all like twirling in the wind like maria at the mm-hmm. beginning of sound of music like mm-hmm. we can Troll have about it all. yeah but I twirl about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but also not like like uh, removing that from this idea of like the side hustle and like hus- hustle mm. culture because like hu- like that is something I'm really hustle actively culture. trying. Hustle culture. Hashtag we live in a hustle culture.
0: Um, we I do though. It's called capitalism. You know, I 100% know what you're saying but the phrase hustle culture is so funny to me.
1: <laughs> it's actually just, an, it's, a, it's a Reddit subgroup devoted to that movie Hustlers.
0: <laughs> which apparently is really good. So I've heard. I I've only I mean, heard I'm, good things I haven't seen it yet. And like it seems like one of those movies that would be Awful, no offense. And then everyone was like, no, this is really bullshit. fabulous. Yeah. Here's
1: what we need to do. um, For when you get like, like one million gazillion Patreon subscribers, mm-hmm. you watch movies, you watch Hustlers with me mm-hmm. and then we just like li- live comment and that's yeah. for the top tier Patreon.
0: I was thinking the other thing we could do, which is continuing what we're doing now, is the two of us who've never seen that movie talk about how good it apparently is <laughs> without actually Perfect. having anything to back it up because we haven't seen it.
1: Yes, which... There's a lot of why- content
0: there. A lot of That's material. the kind
1: of criticism that I like I seek as, as a consumer. And like I want to know what somebody who hasn't seen or done the thing that I'm interested in, what they think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. A non-informed. Someone opinion. I want someone to not listen to this and then tell me your opinion of it. But here's the thing, how would you know without <laughs> <your
1: opinion? laughs> Do you know what I was thinking? I was thinking about exactly that, just because I was listening to a podcast. You know which one I'm talking about. And they're like hey, hey. Hey. It's one of my favorite podcasts. And I I was listening to, like, some back episode, and I think one of the hosts, who is, like, an extremely successful comedian, like, has, like, a career as long as my leg, which is not that long, but metaphorically quite long. (laughs) And they were talking about how they, like, they no longer accept any kind of constructive or otherwise criticism from people who, like, have no idea or who Mm -hmm. have no experience doing the thing they're critiquing them on. It's like, oh, you think you could do, like, you have tips on my stand-up set, but you've never done stand-up? Like, I'm not going to engage in this. Like, you, you, you have, like, notes for me written in red, like ink on my script and like you've never written a script or even like consumed any kind of art in your entire life like 100%. so I was thinking I was thinking of that for you when I was just like, oh, I, was like I, sh- I should tell Priya that like who gives who a shit what anybody thinks if they haven't started a yeah. podcast because I feel like the great plague of our time <laughs> other than COVID-19 the plague. is <laughs> <the literal laughs> Yeah. as much as like quote-unquote jokingly oh everyone's starting a podcast Actually, everyone has opinions on everyone starting podcasts. Like everyone yeah, exactly. is so quick to write off, like, "Oh, you think you have so much good stuff to say?" And it's like, mm-hmm. "Yes, maybe I, I do. do," and I, it's not. Listen maybe I and do. then tell me, <laughs> or listen and then keep it to
0: yourself. Yeah, to, don't I, tell me because I'm fancy. Don't
1: <laughs> don't tell me because I'm very you know
0: how people say fuck the haters but also like i'm scared of the haters
1: (laughs) also like i just want the haters to like maybe do some self-reflection and come up with maybe why they're so angry about the world and then do some work and then maybe come back to me but like just send me a positive emoji yeah
0: are you projecting maybe you should make your own
1: podcast maybe you should i
0: don't know talk to
1: your dad before you listen to me talk about my dad oh my god what if my dad listens to this
0: um two things (laughs) i hope he does it but second thing, I'm so happy we stopped doing that voice. <laughs> I was about to bump.
1: I have to confess to you that that's actually like my favorite voice. <laughs> like it? I love. Okay, just oh, do it for the rest of the time. Yeah. Oh, this is actually my real voice. I, it's gone now. It's gone. It's, it's lost in the wind. Because I, you know, I jinxed it. I jinxed it. Because I Cause said it was you said my it favorite, was voice favorite. now it's gone.
0: Now I don't know if it's actually your favorite or not. I don't know what to believe. I mean, I, I, it's like attraction
1: repulsion. Like I love yeah. it because I hate it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm, I remember my
1: first year psychology class my professor was talking about some psychological concept I cannot remember what it was called it was like transmutation or like some <laughs> blah, 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 where it's like you take your work, like, you, your ego or your super ego, I, it's been a very long time since I took that class. It's, like, the part of yourself that protects you, your sense of identity recognizes the, like, worst part the like, your darkest, deepest, most horrible mm. desires. And it transforms it into, like, a positive thing. So, it's, like, for example, if you love, like, cutting into people, like, instead of becoming, oh, nice. like, a Dexter-style wasn't serial wasn't expecting killer, that. Yeah, <laughs> a really dramatic example. That's why it stuck with me. So, it's, like, if you love, like, cutting into people in blood and guts and, like, all that stuff, instead of, like, ki- like chopping people's heads off... Maybe become like a surgeon instead. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to tell myself is that, like, oh god, maybe take some of this out. <laughs> I was so nervous, and I like offended everyone that I like. I, I'm going to start a speech language pathology podcast in like four years, and then they're going to like drag this episode out and be like, "Mahalia is cancel
0: culture, prejudice. hustle culture. Cancel culture,
1: hustle culture." Oh god, let's get back to hustle culture
0: because we like talk Because you're like, cool. get away, get away, get away from this. I'm like, get away, get away. <laughs>
1: No, let's dive into it. Let's. I'm clearly resistant. for we have to Priya quit your job as a surgeon. Use that desire for blood and guts to kill that.
0: This I is not. You told everyone I'm a surgeon. <laughs> no,
1: hey, uh, Dad. Yeah, good news. She finally. I didn't heard. get my
0: MBA, but I'm a surgeon now. But I'm a surgeon. <laughs> He's like that. He still wouldn't be impressed because he'd be like, but. Does that have anything to do with stocks? Wait, are you serious? He'd be like, but math though. Like, I feel like he just really wants me to just follow in his footsteps, which is like exactly. there's nothing that I care about less and that frustrates me more and confuses me more mm-hmm. than like stocks, stocks and like just economy, like that kind of shit. I hate it. And it's like what he wants me to do. I'm like, Ugh. I wouldn't be able to like get through a single day. In that job. Also, I didn't do math 12.
1: <laughs> Get I protected myself by not doing math 12. Um, yeah, pretty much. Okay. This is the real theme of this episode, is how annoying it is that my father, uh, every time, recently, every time I talk to him, context for the for the listeners, is that, as I just said, I work in theater. LOL, there is no theater right now. Like, COVID-19 has mm. decimated that industry. I had, mm. I, my day job used to be in theater, and then I was like, I'm going to make the smart choice And get out of theater for my day job and, like, have something a little bit more, like, lucrative and secure. I'll work in the restaurant industry. LOL. Mm -hmm. Like, that is completely gone, too. So, I'm Mm -hmm. completely, like, destitute financially, essentially. Mm -hmm. Except for a shout-out to Daddy Trudeau for helping me out with some cash. Anyways, all that to say, maybe take some of that out. Is that, um...
0: (laughs) We brought the voice back too. <laughs>
1: this is that's why that's the signal to take things out. When I start going into this, place, it's like maybe chop that. When shit. I'm editing, and I'm
0: gonna have to cross, like note all the timestamps for so yeah. many parts, and then I'm gonna be down to ten minutes. I was gonna say like, this is a short a- episode with Mahalia.
1: <laughs> it's just Bruce Almighty deep cuts right at the beginning. It's like all the episodes. gonna be. But what was I? What was I telling you about? Oh, yeah. So my father's latest and greatest hobby is um, telling me, making him, making me promise him that I should be investing in the stock market now. That now is the time to invest in the stock market. Yeah, right now. Why? For, first off, I'm sorry. I don't have that skill set. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You didn't teach me anything about money. I am just learning mm-hmm. that
0: I... Like what, what a quarter. What taxes is. Like, are. Oh, 25 cents. Oh, money, Yeah, money oh. is so weird. Oh, because one quarter of a dollar.
1: Got it. Got it. Got it. Got, got it. Got it. And Math 12. Math do- <laughs> 12. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so so anyways, just like Fathers and Stalks. Fathers and
0: Stalks. What is that? I'm going to call this episode Fathers and Stalks. Fathers and (laughs) Stalks. It's either that or uh, Twirl About It. (laughs) I mean, Twirl About It's kind of
1: great.
0: (laughs) Here's where I reveal to you and the world that I have actually always just wanted to be a ballerina yeah you're a ballerina i'm a surgeon let's talk about our professions go
1: go and let's talk about how to gain the stock market i'm like kudos to people who understand it yeah but also i have no interest in
0: making capitalism work for me whenever i did whole foods for six years when i was younger Mm -hmm. my dad was always like okay but can you get stocks in it i'm like i'm 16 what are you talking about and it's all he ever said and like to be fair had i done it I'd probably be rolling in the dough right now because it is it not owned by the richest like man in the world right now, Jeff Bezos. Isn't it own. owned by Amazon? Yeah. Yeah, Amazon. I mean, you and weren't then, gonna like, like buy right?
1: Whole Foods and make it part of your Yeah, like, exactly. I don't even know what that would mean. Form, right? But it's all he yeah. ever
0: I was just like, listen, <laughs> I check through people's like kale. Like that's what my job is. And he's like, well, stocks. Like, can you get stocks? And I'm like, I don't even know how I would go about do it like if I even wanted to, which I didn't want to because I didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But I was like, how does it want to even do that? He's like, just ask your boss. I'm like, my supervisors wouldn't know either. They'd be like, well, what? I'm not Mr. Whole Foods. Like, what's <laughs> <laughs> Monsieur Whole Foods. Mr. That's Whole Foods mean. came in actually because before Amazon bought it, I forget mm-hmm. what the guy's name is now, and I feel like I shouldn't say it anyway, even if I remembered, and I just did remember. Um, Please forget. Mr. Whole Foods is talking. his father. He his is name, yeah, Dan. that's true. He's Whole Foods Junior. He actually walked in, like he would come in often. I guess check out, like check to see how things were going, and he happened to be in the store on my birthday once, and like my coworkers mm-hmm. had all like gotten like a birthday card for me and everyone to sign it huh. he signed it and they were like did you see Mr. Whole Foods signed your birthday card and I'm like who no. <laughs> um <laughs> can you give me some of the stocks for his family oh Ooh. did you ask him to about stocks <laughs> <laughs> I send a, a card back and I'm like can I buy stocks
1: it's my birthday it's my birthday it's my bar- birthday just give me stocks for free hey. stocks <laughs> I am so sorry that that voice has come up so much. I in hate this episode, it.
0: And also in my life. Maybe I can like make the voice deeper when I'm editing it. And it's suddenly so like you think, sorry. it's my birthday. <laughs>
1: Ew, that's worse somehow. It is worse.
0: Oh. Sounds like maybe like Shrek's uncle.
1: <gasps> uncle Shrek. The, the real theme of the episode. Shrek. Let's talk about Shrek. Okay, I guess I didn't realize. How, like, do you want it? Can this be a, a Shrek? we talk about Shrek? Like, I fan love
0: episode? Shrek. I watched that movie maybe 7 million times when it came out. Yes, as you should, and as you can. C- top, like, ch- like. Can we just for one moment, yeah, talk about the logistics of how donkey <laughs> and that dragon procreated? <laughs> Discuss.
1: Listen, it's. <laughs> hey, we are love someone, beyond when a
0: donkey when and a dragon, love <laughs> a dragon each love each other very much. uh they do it up the butt. Instead of the birds and the bees, it's the. It's the donkeys and the onions is what it's really called. Yeah. That's always what I thought of. I was a child and I was like, I'm confused, someone explain this to me.
1: What I mean. <laughs> no one's
0: gonna talk about it. We're all just gonna accept that they made Hey, it's dragon, like gender babies. is over,
1: species is over, like we don't mm-hmm. hey, need payments. Like we, matter, we, yeah. we, 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 we don't need these we don't. you can you can hey, bestiality. Think about it. I'm just kidding. That's not I <laughs> shouldn't. Those are that's very apples and oranges. That's very donkeys and oranges. Yikes! Donkeys and onions. <laughs> Layers. I am an onion. As I grow older, I realize that uh onions affect my eyes worse. Oh my god, is this oh, the content that you money. want on your
0: Quote <laughs> As I get older I realize that onions affect my eyes Worse? Worse <laughs> so you said they affect your eyes yeah. worse. That could be the yeah. title. As I get older I realize that onions affect my eyes worse. People are like, I'm gonna skip this episode. I don't feel like I'd be I don't think I want to interested in that.
1: It starts off like, this is what it means to work in the arts. This is what it means to like go cancel culture, hustle culture, and then all of a sudden onions and Shrek. A classic. A classic. Anyways, what does Shrek think of therapy? You think? This sucks. Oh, Let's wait, get back to a real talk about. topic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like therapy. Well, okay. One thing that happened to me just a couple days ago that I was like, hmm, maybe I should like save this for the podcast. Um, But yeah, as with all things, like there's, you know, ups and downs. And I think in this particular moment that we're living through and with all the context I just gave
0: the audience
1: about like my professional life and what, you know, the changes that are happening. i like there have been for sure ups and downs. And last week was like a real low energy week and like a very i was very much like a slug and i think that was the week we were supposed to record originally and then i had like one oh yeah and there was like just like one night where i had like awful menstrual cramps have you mm-hmm. heard of them mm-hmm. and so i was and this week i like woke up on monday morning was like feeling a lot more energized and a lot more like revitalized and i was talking to my partner about it i was like oh you know last week was like pretty low energy blah 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 and then he was and he stopped me and he was like why you, why don't you call it what it is and I he didn't say it so bluntly but he was like you were depressed last week and i was like oh Pardonnez moi, excusez moi, monsieur. And he's like, Yeah, you know, you always say like low energy or you were feeling down or you are feeling sluggish. You were like having, or mm-hmm. as I like to call it, oh, this is horrible. I'm going to tell people this. I call it being lazy baby, where I just like want to be like a disgusting slug. And so I always call it like, Oh, I'm being lazy baby today, which sometimes truly is like self care, which is like, fuck it, mm-hmm. I just want to watch, you know, some wedding show and, and sit in the bath. But then like there's weeks where I'll just be like on the couch and they've been happening a lot more mm-hmm. with COVID. And, you know, with everything going on. And so it was just funny for me. It's like, why do I have such an issue?
0: Calling it what Um, it is. Calling it that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think it's a few things. And I also think it's because it's so hard to quantify and properly describe what it is. And, like, I feel like I felt it a lot before I was able to call it that. Like, I don't think two Mm -hmm. years ago was the first time I felt depressed. But it was the first time I felt like I had the proper vocabulary and really was, like, reflecting and, like, going, like, oh, I think I'm depressed. Depressed. Like mm-hmm. all signs point to depressed. Like, um, to depress. but it's like hard to describe to someone, um and because you don't want to believe it, because the moment that's what you call it, then like it's real, of course. right? So I think that's part yeah. of why you didn't want to call it that, and your partner was like, "This was happening." Yeah. Just, just trust, me. Trust, yeah. me, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that's it's very much attached to sort of my like. Not, not only, like, my resistance to, like, actually make a freaking appointment and, like, get myself to therapy, that's, like, probably money years overdue, but, like, I think also the role that I see myself in and the, like, identity that I've carved out for myself, because I very much think of myself, and you can just feel free to, like, constructively disagree or not, like, I very much think of myself as someone who is, like, in a bit, not a caregiver role, but, like, is very much, like, mm-hmm. prides themselves on being, like, a good listener to friends, like, mm-hmm. being able to empower friends, like, when they're going through something to give, help them reach the language that they need to, like, to, to properly label their experience or to properly verbalize what they're going through to get the help that they may or may not know that they need. Mm. And I think that I've, like, really caught myself in a loop of, like, Oh, you know, like, I'm good, actually, because, like, I'm, 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 helping everyone I'm else. like, I'm a yeah. helper, like, I'm, I'm totally well, like, I have a psychology degree, and I'm gonna be a speech language mm-hmm. pathologist, I know all about feelings, so it's like, I don't have to label my own experience, mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm caught, I'm caught in this loop of being so busy helping others label their own, where it doesn't allow me the time to, like, to honestly look at myself in, in that way, because I feel, I, I also feel like I do a lot of, like, mm-hmm. like, a lot of other self <laughs> work, <laughs> so... <laughs> that was cool right that was a cool voice um so yeah all that to say I think I I think it's that was very helpful for me to have someone not confront me with it but just be like hey maybe the shit you crammed in other people's throats you could cram it on your own no but it is
0: true and like I think like a lot of people can probably relate to being that like listener in their friend group and helping their friends uh with like problems that they have or you know like um, things that they're going through and it seems to always be easier to solve those problems like when they're not yours you know mm, and totally. because you're doing that you feel like well I'm obviously I'm fine because here I am solving everyone <laughs> else's shit so yeah like, I don't need to go to therapy um through this podcast one of the things I want is to get away from Even saying, like, you need therapy sounding like an insult. Right. Because, like, that's... not. I genuinely think that everyone can benefit from it. And I've said this countless times before. Not everyone needs it to the same degree, needs it as frequently, Mm -hmm. needs it for the same reasons. But I don't think there's a single person who can't benefit from it. Mm -hmm. So, like, I want that to come from a place of love when you suggest to a friend or, you know, someone who you... Hopefully you know them a little well. It's not, like... stopping strangers on the street street.
1: you need therapy oh my god Mr. Whole Foods foods?
0: hello (laughs) Mr. Whole Foods do you remember me you don't anyway you need therapy um (laughs) and you need need to give me some (laughs) stocks would be great yeah give me stocks get therapy but yeah like I want it to sound more like the way that I mean it actually which is like I think you like everyone could benefit from it Mm -hmm. um why don't you give it a shot and of course like easier said than done, money's always an issue, like time is an Mm -hmm. issue, and then even bigger than those, it is hard to, because you know that once you go, you're gonna maybe have to confront things about yourself that you've purposely not wanted to confront, or find out stuff about yourself that you didn't realize before, and then you're like, oh shit, now I know, and it is a little bit hard because of that, but it's really good, it's really helpful to see those things and be able to Mm -hmm. like move, I don't want to say move past them, but like Recognize them, acknowledge them, yeah. and then
1: move forward or, or carry them with you in a healthier way. Yeah. Or should I? Don't even want to yeah. pu- put like a value judgment on it, too. I don't be like it's healthier. It's better for like yeah in a in a more informed way because like yeah this idea of like everybody needs therapy and like get everybody mm-hmm. to therapy again a, like a crack of shit coming for me because I've never been but from what I understand like it's not this idea or at least we want to demystify it from being this idea this old idea that we have it's like you go to therapy. When you're broken and when you need to be fixed, Mm -hmm. and it's like not—that's not really the case. It's like what therapy is—it's just time that you dedicate for yourself with a professional who is trained Mm -hmm. and has like vast amounts of knowledge to help you. A be like be much more comfortable, but also cognizant of yourself and who you are and what your patterns are, and then Mm -hmm. B give you the tools that may or may not be helpful for you to to work around the patterns that you have as a person and to like yeah Mm -hmm. be better and stronger and Greater than ever before totally. and also summer.
0: <laughs> and thirdly, or C, I don't remember if you used letters or numbers when you were listing those. Hey man, it's <laughs>
1: 2020. We're C. past all that stuff. Whatever you <laughs> want it to be. Just like say a random <laughs>
0: symbol. Um, you know, yeah. squiggly bracket. <laughs>
1: squiggly bracket. The artist squiggly
0: formerly bracket. known as squiggly bracket. <laughs> yeah. um, it's also finding out the reasons for those things. Like, yeah, that's been mm. really, really helpful for me is like finding out why I can be really controlling, like finding out that that comes from my parents mm-hmm. since I was like really little. Like, sorry, did you
1: say also why helps. I can be really trolling?
0: Is that what you just said? Controlling. Oh, I'm an
1: internet troll.
0: Oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, i like, fuck Whoa. the libs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that makes that's so much me. more sense. I was like, jeepers, creepers, you're really uncovering <laughs> some stuff about,
0: are you an Instagram? Did you know? Like, i'm an incel i'm a troll (laughs) i hate snowflakes
1: all that stuff Mm -hmm. sjw's (laughs) get out of my face ew okay sorry you were saying Um, something very nice but no
0: it's (laughs) it's like I seek control because i had a really really controlling father who like Mm -hmm. didn't let me make any of my own decisions and would always be like Kind of like, you know, do business. Don't do what you actually want to do. Do what I'm telling you to do. But but about everything. And then even if it wasn't him telling me to do something, if I just did something. And I'm saying even like closing the fridge door. He'd be like, why did Mm -hmm. you close it like that? Close it like this. Like everything I did was wrong. Everything could be better. It was always, why aren't you doing it this way? Um, Do this instead. And And I'm assuming this way is my way as well. Yeah. Yeah. That like because of that, it's also affected my decision making. Skills Like, this is something I've learned about myself. Like, I've known for a long time that I'm very indecisive and Mm -hmm. I'm quite insecure. And because I'm insecure, I don't have, like, security in those decision-making skills. Like, I'm always wondering, like, is this the right choice? What about this? What Mm -hmm. about this? What about this? Like, and then I think of all the, like, ways, like, if I pick this one, like, I just want to pick the right option all the time, which, like, there is no right option. And that comes... From years of him being like, you did this wrong. You did the wrong thing. You should have done this. So then he's made me second guess everything that I do or want to do because of it. So it's interesting Mm -hmm. to just even, like, find out, like, okay, this is a thing I knew about myself, but I just saw it as a flaw. And it is a flaw, but it was a thing that I really hated about myself. But it's interesting to find out why that is mm-hmm. and then have a little bit more compassion for yourself because you realize oh yeah. there's a re- you weren't just born bad at making decisions like there's a reason of and then acknowledging it having compassion for it makes it easier for then for me to move past that and because of like talking about that in therapy I've like reshaped my relationship to that where now whenever I'm having to make a decision whether it's between two things or multiple things I'm now, like, empowered. Like, I realize that Mm. any decision I make, no matter how small, is empowering because for so many years, Mm. my dad, and even to a lesser extent, my mom took that from me Mm -hmm. because they told me what I had to do. Uh, now I'm realizing like I'm an adult I can make my own decision. so every little thing even if it's as small as do I wear this or this Yeah. it's like it's empowering to be like I can make that decision for myself I don't have to ask for someone else's opinion or be like is this right and I'm still Mm -hmm. having trouble with it I still do sometimes like ask my friends or my partner or my mom like should I wear this one or this one or whatever but it is it is like and then when I do make that decision I have like a feeling of like like pat myself on the back like yeah I did that
1: (laughs) Yeah, like what that's an so affirming stupid, but... da- like way to incorporate that practice into your daily life too, or, like to create those mm-hmm. little like pockets of opportunity for you to empower yourself and to, and to not only really, like practice moving away from the old, not the old, but like the the pattern that you that was instilled in you before, but also to practice like you're saying compassion and empathy
0: mm-hmm. for yourself and knowing where it comes from. That's like, that's like it was that's really like, very cool. cool. It sounded cool, yeah. and I <laughs> so remember cool. in that session where we talked about that with my therapist and like. I realized what the root was. I came out of it feeling, like, so encouraged and excited for mm. the next time I had to make a decision. Like, I genuinely was like, I can't wait. <laughs> Someone make me choose wow. between two colors. Like, I was so stoked. Someone on make like, me choose between two colors. <laughs> it was like, yes, the power and like choosing and having a say and making up my own mind and not having Mm -hmm. someone tell me what to do. I was, like, so stoked. And I was, like, from now on, whenever I'm having to make a decision, that's how I'm going to see it from now on is see it as, like, something that's empowering. Yeah. And, again, I still have trouble. Sometimes I am still, like, indecisive. But, like, it's just reshaping that is – has been huge
1: yeah that's thank you for sharing that with me that's that's incredible and very heartening Mm -hmm. and like I feel like the way that you were like somebody make me choose between something like I feel like I'm like somebody make me go to therapy like I'm like this is very because I feel like for me the I think what was sort of like the biggest like yes there's all these barriers time money but for me if I'm like really honest and truthful with myself I think the biggest uh, barrier for me to like actually going to therapy before is, is like is it, it feels like standing at the like the precipice of like a, a chasmic mm-hmm. where it's like oh I'm like it's like this long undertaking and like this incredibly mm-hmm. difficult journey that's like that I'm that I recognize will be good and will be helpful but it seems like it's like <gasps> oh, like oh my god that shit runs so deep like it would it would yeah. have to be such a, a long and intense process but I think because of where I am in other parts of my life where I am really actively trying to to gi- give myself grace and to create flexibility in who I am mm-hmm. and how I see myself I'm I'm realizing that like this is the time to undertake work like like yeah like mm-hmm. before I'd be like oh my god it's like too much it's too much like it's way too much to like unpack I'm like oh my god like my dead mom like yikes what if like that's the root mm-hmm. of so many things and for for so long that was intimidating but now like you're saying it's it's exciting for you to be able to make these choices like I'm excited at the thought of like Hell yeah.
0: Like, let's unpack some of that shit. Like, let's, yeah, like, let's exactly. really like, dive in. Like, change it instead of being scared of it. Yeah. Be excited about it. And I'm saying it, and I know it sounds so stupid because I feel like for other people, they might be like, just fucking make a decision. But, like, it would be paralyzing <laughs> for me sometimes. Of like, course. To the point that I just wouldn't make it. Mm-hmm. And, like, just changing that instead of being petrified of something, being excited about what that could mean. And, like, mm-hmm. realizing too, like, yeah, there's obviously so much to unpack, but you don't have to unpack it all at once. You know, like, there's time yeah. and you can take it as much time as you need like you have to go once a week you can go once a month or less often or whatever like you can take your time and something else that I've noticed is the more you go sometimes even things that you don't actually um directly address you kind of like indirectly address like by talking about one thing it makes you realize something else and then you're kind of also like healing that part or finding out something else about yourself, and you still get that too. So, like, even if it's only a fifty-minute session, and you don't get to talk about something else, mm-hmm. like you don't get to talk about A, by talking about B, you kind of it, do yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> yes, hundred yeah. percent. Because I mean, like, we're not the,
1: these parts of it; these like what we like to like cognitively associate as like discrete parts of it. Like, this is part A of who mm-hmm. I am, and this is mm-hmm. part B of who I am. it's like. That's not true. It's like you are. You're just like Priya is like an is an ecosystem unto herself. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, everything. and they're all related. linked. Yeah. Yeah, like the this is like an extremely silly example, but I like I was having a tough time with a friend like recently, and it was like really really stressing me out. And I, as you know, like, one fun thing I'm doing recently is, like, I, I'm taking up baking. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I have not to be like, I'm the best baker in the world, and I did advanced math, and I'm perfect. <laughs> but, like, I'm, like, discovering I'm, like, a pretty skilled baker. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I was having, like a very difficult time with that particular person on that day and i tried to bake three different things and each one of those things just like completely like didn't work like oh, the I didn't recipes know. yeah and i was just like "Well, of course like of course cuz i'm like i'm carrying this stress around in my body and mm-hmm. like oh boohoo, cry me a river that like my buttercream icing no, but curdled it, like what a tragedy but, but,
0: but it's something that you love and that you're passionate about and that you enjoy doing and you had something that was so heavily on your mind that it was mm-hmm. hard for you to focus on that cuz you were so worried about something else you know
1: yeah so it makes sense that like if something is off kilter mm-hmm. in, in in who you are, then everything will be off kilter. Just like if you, but if you rebalance something, it can help everything else, like kind of adjust mm-hmm. and then come back to home, you know? Yeah. And even just to, to bring it back to like, you know, being, having, being good at multiple things. Oh my God. Being good at mm-hmm. everything. Am I right? But like having multiple interests. Yeah. I remember like when I was in this formative age that we're talking about 13, 14, 15, like I had done. I didn't, I'd been very musical my entire life. Like I'd done, mm-hmm. I played the violin. I like sung for a very long time and I started at quite a young age. But when it got to that point, it felt like there was this weird pressure for me to like have to choose like, well, am I an actor mm-hmm. or am I a musician? Like, can I? and I completely like, I really stopped um, my, not only my training, but like I stopped kind of watering the garden of, mm-hmm. of music for a very, very long time. And even, and as soon as it got into like the professional acting world, especially in theater, it's like. There's a and musical theater is its whole. There's a whole kitten a caboodle there that comes with a lot of emotional issues. Some people there need to go to therapy. That's for yeah. sure. But <laughs> like there was always this whole. Well, like I'm musical, but I'm like not good. Like I'm not a musical theater. Like I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm not musically capable enough, and I never will be because I haven't been like drinking the juice since I was straight out of the womb. And so that's something I'm trying to like really actively cultivate for myself too. Is
0: just like incorporating music back into my life. I have the exact same experience but with drawing Mm. because I've been drawing since like I could hold a pencil like I had like books like full of drawings and I would like make entire like worlds of characters and then Mm. do comics Mm. about like their lives and stuff I fucking loved it but then I didn't really know how to like do that like as a job and I loved film Mm. so I know after I did film I kind of had stopped drawing because of it. Like, I didn't have time in the same way with you. It's like, it's something I loved. It was something I was good at, but like, I didn't really make time for it. Of course. And then I really missed it that year that I was doing film and I wanted to incorporate it back in my life. And uh, I remember in the end of high school, you know, when like you're going around to like different schools, like seeing which one you want to go to, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the schools we went to, we like had checked out their film program and their animation program. This is like, I had gone with our art class to check out different schools, like, art programs. And then I had told the person there, like, you have to go and ask questions, whatever. And I'd be like, I love film, but I also love drawing. What do you recommend? And that person was like, how about storyboarding? And I was like, hmm, that sounds stupid. Like, I literally, like, I didn't say to them, but I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. What even is storyboarding? Like, I genuinely was like, okay, you're no help. And I ignored them, and I just did film. I missed drawing. And then, like, after the year of film, my thought process was film plus drawing equals animation. Hmm. So I went... And did a very expensive, yeah. like, year of, like, I went to a, uh animation school and it was so expensive and my drawing, like, really improved because I was drawing, like, from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., like, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main thing I learned coming out of that was that I didn't want to animate. Like, oh, I, wow. It was the most, yeah, it was the most expensive way to learn that that's, that wasn't for me. <laughs> and I learned that I really liked storyboarding. <laughs> well well wow well. ain't that and I was like well look who knew what they were talking about <laughs> um but <laughs> ever since then I've been trying to like incorporate it into my life but it's hard because it's still not like the main thing I love and it comes back to that thing we were talking about mm-hmm. before where it's like I love film but I also love to draw and I also love to do this how can I do them all and I've realized that the way that I like to do it is kind of do like my own solo drawing projects like when I was working on a web series a few years ago. I had illustrated and animated the opening title credits all by myself. Mm -hmm. And I had so much fun doing it because it was just like just me. And like I really enjoyed that. Whereas like with animating, first of all, another thing I learned going to animation school was that I have like the utmost respect for animators because it is fucking hard to do. Yeah. But it just wasn't for me. And something I don't like about Mm -hmm. it is that it's tedious and like, until you get like higher up, like you're pretty much just one of many animators given scenes. And like, you don't really have any creative control over the story sure, or like yeah. what the character looks like. You just have to like make it do what it's supposed to do. What, and I'm like, yeah. that's not for me. So. Because you're there to facilitate my else's vision. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so I've realized that that's kind of more, I need to find ways to get drawing back into my life, but I don't want to just like animate other people's stuff Mm -hmm. I want to go back to what I was doing when I was younger which is like do comics like I I write a lot Mm -hmm. and because especially right now with COVID like even if I wanted to like do my own um like a web series or a short or something it's just not really the time to get a whole bunch of people together right and film something but I realized a way that I could do it is to incorporate all those things I've learned which is that I love to write and I love to draw and I love storyboarding so I kind of want to like do comics of my own scripts I've written and then maybe that'll turn into something later but that's something I'm I'm really wanting to do but again it's like time because I'm like I want to do this podcast and I also want to draw and I also want to do this so
1: right but at, but at the same time it's like you know it's like how do you climb a mountain like one step at a time right it's like you just if, if you mm-hmm. want to like Devote a little bit of time every day or like, or not even every day, just like every so often. And time is the the only limitless resource right now in COVID mm-hmm. where we're in the darkest timeline and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. seconds feel like years and years feel like minutes. Um, yeah, I think... That's I ju- I'm just processing that cuz I don't think you've expressed that to me before and that's a really really yeah killer idea. Oh, I'm trying to get away from using the word killer as like oh. a good thing. It's a very cool and fun idea. <laughs> it's a cool and and fun I think idea. really Thanks. I, I think that yeah. And I also like just yeah, hearing your story, like the, I think this is a big thing that I'm wrestling with too, is like the idea of like you're always exactly where you need to be, where it's mm-hmm. like those those lessons. Just like you're saying, it's like oh, the most expensive way to learn that I don't want to be an animator, or just mm-hmm. like re- ultimately returning to where you started at yeah. the beginning of that whole journey. It's like none of that, and you're not saying this. I'm not saying that that's mm-hmm. what you were putting out there, it's like, none of that is, is
0: lost time. None of that is lost 100%. Knowledge. Like, even though it is cup. lost tens of thousands of dollars towards student loans. Sure. But. <laughs> but. but I, you're rich Like, I don't regret it because I know that had yeah. I not done it, to this day, I still would be thinking about doing animation. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Like, of if course. I didn't do it, I'd be like, I think I should animate. And I wouldn't have learned that it's not for me. And it's not to say that no. animation is bad. It's just like, I realized that it's a very specific kind of art. That wasn't for me yeah. because I was just combining drawing with film. And I really, I thought that that's all it meant. And like in, in our art history classes and seeing like all these like videos and interviews with like these Disney animators that like from way, way, way back. And there were these like old men mm. being interviewed, like some of the first animators for Disney. Ah. And they would just be like gushing and so excited about the fact that they made Mickey go from point A to point B and like Mm. pick up like a violin and like do all stuff. Like they got so excited about it. And I was like, yeah, that's not for like that's not I I didn't get that sense feeling from making that character go from point A to point B. I liked writing what the character would do and designing what the character would look like and thinking of story points. But actually making a character like pick up a cup didn't give me that excitement. And I'm like, that's for those Mm -hmm. people Who love that, and it's amazing, and it's so hard to do because I realized it wasn't just drawing. It was yeah. First of all, drawing twelve frames a second.
1: Ah.
0: Um, but then also having to think of like weight and volume and like Mm -hmm. physics. It was just so much involved, and when it was wrong, you had to redraw it. Like you know, so I was like, "This isn't for me. I'm gonna not. Thank you." But I like. It took me a while to figure out what it meant. Like I was so. It. I didn't realize at the time. That's what was happening. I started to think that drawing wasn't for me. So then Mm. again, I went away from drawing and it took me a little bit of time away from it and self-reflection to realize, no, I love to draw. It's just not... I don't mean it like that, you know? Yeah. Um, And I'm figuring out the type that I do like.
1: I feel like we were... And it's easier to imagine it this way and to, like, sort of set our goals for ourselves in this way. But, like, who says that any of this is a straight line, right? That, like, any of this mm-hmm. is, like, okay, well, first I'll go to school for this. And then I'll mm-hmm. get some work experience doing that. And then will will work out. It. It's, like, no, we're always, because we're in relatively nebulous fields where you have to wear multiple hats. Like, you have mm-hmm. to have different skill sets. It's not just, like, well, I learned how to fill a cavity and now I'm a dentist. Like, it's, Yeah, exactly. And, you know, no shade on dentists. Bless them. Looking forward to seeing my dentist soon because mm-hmm. girl has some wisdom teeth. But, like, it's we have to be able to do different things. So, naturally, we're going to ha- want to experiment with different stuff and find mm-hmm. where, our tr- where our true passion lies. And I think exactly. I've been having a lot of similar, not so much like 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 the concrete, like, I love to draw and I love film, how do yeah. I put that together? But I think for me, because I've been working as a theater actor for the past five years, like, I think, and I've been, like, very lucky in that I've been able to, like, get a little bit of work and, like, do this for a little while. And, like, I'm very, like... Well connected. I don't. I'm doing that thing where like I don't want to brag, but I like, want to tell you. Yeah, you're what I'm like doing. diminishing like,
0: it, and you're going a little bit of work. It's more than a little bit of work. Yeah, but, you know.
1: It's like I've been working for five years, which is great mm-hmm. and a joy and a blessing. But I, I recognize, like, I see lovely friends of mine who I adore and admire who are like choosing to continue in this mm-hmm. field and like going to quote unquote the next step. And I just am recognizing like the practicalities of what that means for in you. terms of their practice. And I'm like, ooh, that's not like that's just not how I see myself. That's just mm-hmm. not what I. It's like I love theater but i don't like even as it's so it's so simple as like i don't want to have to get headshots done every two years like that to me makes me want to puke and two Mm -hmm. years is like yeah i should be getting headshots done a lot more often than that like Mm -hmm. i remember i was having a, a conversation with so i was in a dressing room with with a colleague and we were just like goofing off you know maybe taking a selfie or something and i jokingly was like i didn't look very great in the selfie and i jokingly was like oh i don't know my angles and my friend like whipped her head around at me and was like you should know your angles. That's your job. And then in my head, You're I was like, like, okay. I was like, oh, crap. Like, I forgot that, like, a big part of this is, like, how you present. You are your job.
0: Like, your body and your you face. You are your job. You look. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, like, it's a it can be very empowering for people. And I'm so happy for those that it's a gift, too. But it, exactly that. It's, like, in every workshop you go to, it's, like, you are a small business owner, and your business is yourself. And it's like mm-hmm. I that I'm that is something I really struggle with mm-hmm. as a person. And it's it may in a different lane than like your animation thing. And I just made this completely about no, me. No. I mean,
0: it's but for both, but I think for, for like, like experiences,
1: yeah, we're we'll talking talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> bringing it back to like the therapy and this kind of self reflection work is like I a big realization that I've had in probably the last six to twelve months is that I cannot have my source of income so long as we're under the great late great umbrella of capitalism lol 14th time i've mentioned it in this episode i cannot have my source of income under the umbrella of capitalism be tied to my bodily self mm-hmm. because it just like it fucks me up in ways that like I it, it not only not mentally
0: pro- too for you to have to big time because it 100% like that's part of it is that like you having to be so focused on the way that you look and not just the way that you look for you, but a way that is marketable and the way that like society and the career wants you to look can really affect your mental health. And again, this is no shade for people who do want to do it in the same way that I'm like some animators. Be an animator. And I have so much (laughs) respect for it. And the same way that you're like, you have friends who do theater and even other people, you're like so much respect. Do you, you're just realizing it's not for you. It's not
1: for me. Yeah. I was going to say, this is something I was, uh, really, like, really looking forward to talking to you about, both, like, in this podcast and just, like, generally in real life, because I think you and I are in very similar places, um, I was, like, sorry, just straight up burped. <laughs> I just had to pause Burp for a second. Burp about
0: it. Burp about Burp
1: it. Burp about it. Um, I'll start that again, so it'll be easy to edit. So, this is something that I was, like, really looking forward to talking to you about, totally not only in right. this podcast, but, like, generally in, in real life, um, because I think you and I are like have similar interests and like have a similar eye in terms of like representation mm-hmm. on film and on stage and like in the media. And I think that's something that we're both very passionate about and feel very strongly about. Mm-hmm. Like what it, what it means to quote unquote fight for representation on screen and on stage and what that means like on the, not just like I'm going to war, but like as a foot soldier on the ground, mm-hmm. the mental toll that it takes when you essentially have to be on the front line of like, I go into audition rooms and I... Fucking no, I'm not going to get any bullshit part that they're going to put forward to me. And yet I still have to put in the same amount of time, uh, the same amount of work, often maybe more and like
0: come under a much farther, stronger scrutiny. You have to wow them even more because you have to like not only impress them with your talent, Mm -hmm. but also give them even more reason to cast the woman of color over what they probably assumed to just be like, like over what they assumed would be a white woman playing the role. Totally. Or even like white character, like white actor if it was you know yeah like it's you just have to work that much harder to wow them Uh and that's fucking hard because like we want to change it but it's hard like you said being the foot soldier it's hard being the change like you want the industry that you love and that you want to work in be more accepting of you but it's hard to have to be the one also pushing that change when the people so many of the people who make the decisions and do the casting and the writing and the producing and the directing are also white people and Mm -hmm. usually white men It's like, how am I supposed to change their minds, you know?
1: Exactly. When it's like, just like you were talking about how, and there's no shade to actors or animators, but it's like, it's a role in which there isn't a ton of creative agency and there isn't a ton of creative control. Mm -hmm. And yet specific to to the conversation about representation, it's so often in the public perception of it, the onus of that falls onto the actors when it's like, yes, like I saw so-and-so and this, and this cast has X, Y, Z number of POCs. And like, isn't that fabulous? Like the actors are doing this, the actors, the actors, the actors, when in reality, it is the people behind the table, like off stage and behind the camera who are the ones making those decisions. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, it's just, I can no longer participate in an industry or like at this point, like I'm not quitting. I'm just like yeah. ad- audition, putting stuff in, like filling my cup with more things. Like I don't want to have to have the onus of changing industry on my shoulders when in reality not only can I not change industry this role wasn't like it's actors are not the ones who
0: can be affecting that change 100% yeah. um
1: so I find it very tiresome well because it's so much to pressure fight on you
0: to not only have to in the same way any other actor would study the script and like you know um rehearse and practice to do your very best like audition mm-hmm. but also have to go in there knowing that you also have to change the industry and, like, society. Like, it's, like, that's so much more to put on you. Yeah, that's so much. And that's also, like, why – and this is so much to put on myself, but that's why, like, for me as someone who loves film and loves, you know, the arts and whatever, like, I'm realizing if I want to get anywhere, I have to do it myself, Mm -hmm. which is, like, again, easier said than done (laughs) because it's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. And, like – Part of the reason I had to stop doing my web series that I was doing five years ago is I was funding all of it by myself. Every penny that went into it was my own. And I ran out of money. I couldn't, like, I couldn't keep it up because I had to work to make more money to be able to do more episodes. But the more I worked, the less time I had to do it. And I kind of had to just Mm -hmm. give it up. And then it wasn't until. This podcast, like, this is the first time since then that I've been really excited about something. And it is because of having that, that creative control and mm-hmm. wanting to tell my own stories and the stories of people I care about. And because for the past several years, like, I've been working in film for seven years now. And it especially picked up the exact summer that I was working on the web series. Like, right after that, right. I started getting work and it was just like back to back to back to back to back. And I was putting all my time and energy into other people's projects and because the money was good and it was still the industry that I loved but I wasn't in any way doing what I loved I wasn't working in any creative capacity whatsoever (laughs) I was just giving my life for other people's projects Mm -hmm. and I want to go back to doing my own stuff too and of course I still have to go back to work because at the end of the day I need money to pay rent and whatever Mm -hmm. but I'm just like I think that I have a story to tell and I want to tell my own and I'm realizing that like Like, they're not going to just, like, pass you, you know, Mm -hmm. the baton and be like, okay, your turn. So, like, I have to do it myself. I have to make my own. Totally. So, yeah, I'm kind of doing that, and it's it's a little bit of an uphill battle, but at least it's fun. It's what I like doing. For sure.
1: Off mic, you and I should – we'll talk about uh, grants and getting you some funding for for what you're doing. It's an insane burden to have to – that's what, hey, man, that's what we hate to the tax dollars. They pave the roads and they give artists a little bit of cash. So, yeah, we'll we'll talk off makeup mic about that.
0: Yeah, because I don't know anything about that stuff. So that would be helpful. And then something else I actually discovered in therapy, mm. I think that same session, I was going to say that episode, that session where I was talking about control and my my need for it because of my upbringing, I, I like, it dawned on me as I was talking about it. I was like, maybe that's why I want to be a director. And yeah. my therapist just went, oh. Oh, that's interesting. And I was like, that, it made so much sense. Like I did never considered it. And I was like, that's why I, cause I need that control because I didn't have mm. it for so long is I'm like, right, right, I right. also want to have control over the story and like the creative process. So I'm like, it all
1: makes sense now. This is like you not wanting to be a murderer and you want to be a surgeon. It's like this controlling upbringing. Mm-hmm. You take it, you flip it on its head and you, you make it direct. something good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Positive. <gasps> it's yeah. coming together. and at first I was like wait does that mean like I shouldn't be one like is that a negative thing <laughs> but like no it's more what you said it's like yeah taking that and turning it into something positive totally
1: and just on like on the on the positive side of the coin too what I was just like roasting the industry about in terms of like mm-hmm. actors having no control and like well representation it's like as someone who aspires to be in a position of control and a position of creative agency it's like you can then create the environments for mm-hmm. the changes that we desperately want to see to happen exactly yeah, you know.
0: I want to do that. You're gonna be queen of the world. Help me get those grants so I can do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Because that money is there. Give it to me. If the money is there, give it to me. Yeah, absolutely. Also, Bezos, give me just like one million dollars. Hey, you won't even know it's missing, Jeff. Just a million, or even Mister Whole Foods, like Mister Whole have a Foods, lot.
1: give me one of your foods. You have a whole food. You have all the
0: food. What would be your
1: like death row meal? This is not. This <gasps> is not my podcast, but I'm gonna ask you that question. No, I like
0: that. Okay. Hmm. Maybe tachin, which is a Persian dish. Oh, shit. Yeah, maybe. Okay. How do you describe it? I feel like when you describe it, it sounds disgusting, but it is genuinely the most delicious thing ever, which it's, is it's kind yeah. of like a baked rice casserole thing. Yeah. And it has like chicken and yogurt and egg. And it, oh, my God. This sounds so gross, but I promise you it's so delicious. It's, and it's so like good. crispy. I can vouch for the fact that it's good. Yeah. That's like a dish, the first one that comes to mind, but also my mm-hmm. favorite foods Are genuinely beets and chickpeas. Um, (laughs) My favorite food is beets. (laughs) Hey, listeners, you're listening to the end
1: of a friendship. This is where the relationship (laughs) devolves. Um, That Priya, it's been so nice getting to know you. Beets and chickpeas. You monster so much. Like just raw. Like you're just gonna raw dog a beet. Like what? Oh, I (laughs) would. Whenever
0: we have like the like catering buffets and film like at work, whenever there's beets, I literally go. (gasps) Like, I get so excited and I just want to take the whole plate. Like, I'm literally like, no one else can have any of these. are all mine. I don't know
1: what to do. I mean, I'm happy for you. They're delicious. I actually, I'm not like, oh, fuck me. Like, they're, they're
0: really good and they're great
1: for you. And you get like a fun surprise 12 hours later when you. I eat. can see
0: the, like, the lie in your face. Like, there's so much dishonesty. <laughs> <laughs> I like your chickpeas. Eyes chickpeas are, are working overtime.
1: I love beets. My eyes like explode. I just like, when's the last time I had a beat? what do you eat in? sorry this
0: is not my podcast but i'm making you just beat boil about it. it and you cut it up and you put it in a salad or you just eat it whole with like just like some feta cheese it? like you said yeah feta cheese i mean it's really tasty try it try it try it I'll, yours is, sure. is yours cake yeah, I'll try. is yours one of many cakes i love cheesecake
1: okay you heard it here first fans of the pod um i'm not that crazy about it. i like making cakes more than i like eating cakes.
0: i was gonna say because yesterday in our group chat you like made a joke about it because you make cakes but you were like case you didn't know, I love cakes. And I was like, and it occurred to me when you said it, I was like, does she actually like eating them or just making them though? The wild thing is, is like
1: when I, when I bake a cake and I like sell it on Instagram, like usually I sell it in quarters usually, mm-hmm. um, or like a whole cake. I won't actually keep it. I'll just like, when I trim, I'll trim the edges and I'll eat that. I'll have like three bites of a cake mm-hmm. and I'll be like, another mission accomplished. And I'll like get, I mean, I'm not yeah, saying that I'm not a dessert it's a lot. person. I like. It's a lot. And now that I know exactly how they're made, yikes. Once you know how
0: much like butter and eggs and like oh. sugar goes into it, you're like, I'm
1: gonna pass just the My trimmings time. is enough for me. Thank you. Thank yeah, just the trimmings. Thank you, thank you thank me. You, thank you. But um, yeah. And maybe this is to do a little bit with your like control thing. Mm-hmm. And not I shouldn't not completely whatever. It's kind of disparate experience. How dare you talk? But with everything. About Mm-hmm. I want to control you, actually, is what I was going to say. <laughs> um, but one thing that I'm, like, realizing, it's like, oh, why am I getting into baking cakes recently? Like, why am I getting into this baking specifically, which I have, like, never done in my entire life, is because I think everything is so bananas bonkers out of control. Mm-hmm. And because I, like, lost all my employment and, like, my routine is completely bulversed. Like, the the sort of, like, the peace and the calm of, like, you do this to flour, you mm-hmm. put it with butter and sugar, and, like, you put this much baking soda and this much powder... And then, like, it will, it's, like, X plus Y equals 12. You know? That was, oh, my God, math 12. Yeah, X plus Y equals cake. And so I think that, that, like, that brings me a lot of calm. And I recently, I, like, I hung out with a friend um, who, I guess, I hadn't really talked to you about this. And they were saying that they are, like, a complete opposite baker. Like, they Mm. use the word, like, there's a... A French expression was, like, he was describing himself as that he says, like, I cook tuski, and it's, like, tuski means, like, tuski rest or tuski-mash. It's, like, whatever's in your fridge. Mm-hmm. You just, like, put that into your, what you're cooking or baking. Mm-hmm. And I, like, if you saw what my eyes did for beats, like, like, you, you should have, I was, like, wait, you're tuski about, like, baking,
0: you actual devil. Like, I was, like, you need to expel yourself off this earth. It's so true, because, like, with cooking, you can eyeball it, yeah. and I find a lot I do that. where it's, like, yeah, you kind of. Like, that's, you don't put like your food, like, your the ingredients into measuring cups when you're cooking, yeah. really. Like, you could, but like, really but with baking, like, Ooh. it's science. Like, you actually yeah. have to be exact.
1: It's a you chemical reaction. Risky. I took yeah. Math 12, so I should know. I actually did really poorly in Math 12. That's like my deepest, darkest secret.
0: Oh, that's why I stopped. I took it. Like, I was in advanced math, I was very smart, and then, and we baked It's so, <laughs> so embarrassing. And then Math 12 <laughs> happened, and I was like, oh. Oh. Uh, Oh, I know. Do you remember? Can I say his name? The Persian math teacher at our high school. Oh, don't say his name. Let's protect the anonymity of... (laughs) Literally, I am not exaggerating when I say this. Every week, on average, three to four students dropped his class. Wow. Because they were failing. And I would, like, do the assignments, and I would get it, and then the quiz would happen. And he had, like, daily quizzes. I was like, calm down. And I'd fail them. And I'm like, who is... I don't understand. Like, I know math. I'm good at math. I'm doing all the assignments right. How come I can't get these quizzes? And he was really, really fucking smart, but he was really bad at like teaching and passing on that knowledge to students. That I also was like, if I don't, drop this class it's going to completely ruin my like and like you and I are both like this where we're like we need to excel like I cannot fail that's not an option for me and like and I also realized that because of the career path I was wanting to take I didn't actually need math 12 like the credits and stuff that I did have like I had enough to get into the schools that I did want to go to and like I was only taking it because I thought I had to take it and the moment I realized I didn't have to I dropped it just in time and I took writing (gasps) yay yeah that's why I can't get a BMA dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't go into business. And I'm not saying I know anything about that person's life, which I'm sure is full and has a plethora of experiences that I are why he wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. drawn to education but found himself in an educator's position. But I have, like, no time for not only education but anything where you're supposed to, like, uplift and empower people and help them, on, like, or give them the tool when you're, the interest isn't to meet people where they are and then to help them get to where they need to go. Like, that to me just, like find something else like it's not that's not that's not chill I and right. that really bums me out and like I like the idea that's like you were good at something and then you were th- led to believe that you like weren't good enough at it to continue When it's like you're
0: exceptionally intelligent like I have known you a very long thank time thank you thank you so much you got my e-transfer right so you could say that
1: oh yeah hang on let me um Paria Tari is exceptionally intelligent and great at math even though she never checked math 12 say some stuff about my hair your her hair is perfect and her curl pattern is off the chain uh also she has her skin is like mother's milk
0: (laughs) mother's milk that was not part of it I am canceling the e-transfer (laughs) I am canceling the the password is now you owe me money (gasps) no
1: No. (laughs) But yeah, and maybe that'll be like, maybe for another episode when we come back and we discuss how-
0: Mother's milk? um, Yeah.
1: Mother's milk. And just this insane need to, because I totally remember having that thought in high school. Wow. The real theme of the episode, high school. But I remember having the thought, like, I need to put my big ass brain, not to be like, well, I have the best brain in the world. But like, I was like, I'm pretty- clever I can like figure some shit out mm. I was like I need to put my big ass brain to work because this is my ticket out of here like this is and I'm not such a like escaping the fires of hell or anything but I was like I need to be smart and I need to do good because that'll that'll put me in a place where I can do get out of here and do what I can what I want to do yeah
0: and it's so funny because with me not to like talk shit on like filmmakers because like that's what I also want to do but like I worked so hard like I got top grades in all my classes and I was like I have to maintain this even though none of it matters <laughs> But I was like, I will not sell for less, high 90s or bust. Like, that is the only way. And then I just look back on it and like all the time and energy I put into it. And like, for what? (laughs) I went to
1: film school. Yeah, but I mean, but, like, <laughs> what, where else? Like, what's the downside to having a two, though, right? I mean, no, like, there what isn't. Is the, I like, don't
0: actually regret it. I just think it's so funny where it's like, oh, mm, 16-year-old Priya, you was so young and I <laughs> you But, like, it, it teaches, it's not just about, like, your grades. It teaches mm-hmm. you, like, hard, hard work thinking. and commitment and seeing yeah. something through. And, like, I'm bad at all those things now, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's why I wear it. Therapy. We're in therapy. Did you hear that? I was like, I'm in therapy, actually. This is, I'm doing it. <laughs> liar, doing liar, great. Liar. No. liar. Liar, liar, But then I was funny. I was having this conversation with my partner, I think just yesterday, the day before, how it's like I have invested a lot of time and energy into sort of like making myself like the sharpest tool possible. So it's like mm-hmm. I feel like as a person, I've had like a couple of iterations of not necessarily careers, quote unquote, but I've like put on different shoes jesus christ what is this metaphor (laughs) so when we were like in high school i worked at the movie theater. this is like the silliest dinkiest rankiest dinkiest example ever but like i was 17 and i was the um i was the last 35 millimeter film projectionist on the north shore of vancouver like that's weird and bananas in and of itself then went off to university in ottawa and i like worked on parliament hill for what was it four four or five years and like kind of went through the ringer there and like did that whole experience and then I like decided to put on the acting hat and I've been working in theater for five years and now I'm shifting gears again into something else and I think that like education oh my god is this an education podcast but like this sounds very self-congratulatory and that's not how I mean it but it's like I have enough faith and confidence in myself as someone who knows that they're a relatively capable and intelligent person that I work hard and I have a big-ass brain and I can do anything I want. Like, I'm large. I contain multitudes. But it's like, you're never not anything and in that, you are also everything. Like, you can... And not to be like, if you set your mind to it, you can do it. That's not what I mean. It's like having the faith and trust in yourself that you have the skills that you need to get where you want to go, Mm -hmm. but also cancel hustle culture and normalize resting as well. Yeah, I think this was
0: a really good chat. Yeah, this is a fun chat. Thank you for having me on. I can't wait for the next one. I don't know if we have anything else to talk about. I think we've, uh, I think that's it. I think that was it. I think, I think our friendship was done reached. actually. Yeah. I think yeah. end of the friendship. Like I think we. It's a nice clean break. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it be fun if like,
1: and this is maybe a way of holding myself accountable and I can already see self-fulfilling prophecy that I'm giving myself an escape hatch where I'll be like, JK I didn't do it. But it's like, I came back after I go to therapy, Ooh. but then I come back and I actually
0: haven't gone to therapy. and we. I them. would love to. I want to find a nice balance of me encouraging you and supporting mm-hmm. you and going without like pushing you to go without you being ready to go. Cause I know you have to like be ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking the way that I'm going to end the episodes from now on, cause I've been trying to find a good way to just like a fun little thing to say at the end. And I think just saying like, don't be afraid to talk about it. <gasps> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to say do it? Do you say it? Or do I say it? I just said it. it so why don't you say it? <gasps> oh my he God. Says. You're very excited. <laughs>
1: I'm just like can you, I'm like touching my. T- okay, sorry, so I won't cute. do that. <laughs> you're Hi, like getting ready. My name is. I'm like. <clears throat> I just need to do like a couple. Like, do you have like 20 minutes for me to do a quick vocal warm up? Um, just kidding. It's my nightmare. Um, don't be afraid to talk
0: about it. Ah, just talk about it. Talk about what you're like in high school. Talk about what you're like now. Talk about talk about depression and how you call it things that aren't depression, but it's probably really depression. Yeah,
1: talk about. Hey, if you got it, plan it. talk about your dead mom. You know what I mean? She wants you to. Bring her back memory-wise. Yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> darker than I meant to take. You can say that. I can't say yeah, that. No. <laughs> hey, I'm I my name is Mahalia. I'm here to talk about my dead mom. Is what I'm gonna talk about my first therapy session. There we go. Yes. Yay.